really nice houses. Some big jobbers. So it's 600 odd acres of forest and it's um, a former plant nursery that was set up in the 20s. And I think 1996-ish is when it became a reserve. It's run by donations, so I, uh, I did put some money in the box, put five dollars in. I thought that was a fair amount. Uh, so that was it really, from a kind of where it is and what it is point of view. Yeah, it grew and shipped more than one million tree seedlings for reforestation. That's it pretty cool. Did a few other things, didn't it, as well, like sort of research and stuff, I think. So, yeah, so from a mountain bike point of view, just as uh, grading the trails, there's green and blue and purple. Purple being uh, generally gravel type roads that are wide. Double track, I guess, is the term. Uh, I would say the blues were very easy for some of them were quite hard for greens partly because of lack of maintenance and fallen trees but just the, some of the greens were a little bit interesting I would say would you? Yeah some of those I would steep agree. downs and ups and there was a couple yeah steep downs and up and like you said there was a little bit that just needed a bit of love but nothing crazy just a few things to make it questionable yeah and we're uh, doing this in October, so we're probably 13th, 14th of October. And just to say, the pine needles that have come down out of the trees are, you commented, quite slippery, actually. Yeah, and not even that it's wet outside, not today anyways, but um, for me, walking up a couple of hills in my boot, my boot was slipping on the pine needles. Yeah, it's a weird surface, because I did a couple of turns on them. You almost skid as if you're in like sand or yeah, something. Yeah, you feel your front wheel slide a bit and... But it was otherwise lonely, <laughs> would you say? Well, it will become lonely after a bit of rain, I would imagine, so... But yeah, it, uh, so that was the, kind of my comment, I guess, on the surfaces that we were riding on. Um, the trails generally were pretty good. I mean, it's deciduous woodland and coniferous woodland. The pine needly bits would be excellent. I think some of those uh, other trails could be a pain in the wind, though, don't you? I mean, sorry, not in the wind, in the rain. Right. Um, I think some of that mud could get really muddy really quickly. Some trees down, which um, I don't think they're going to do anything with. They'll just rot and then eventually be able to ride over them. We came across a little railway line on one of the routes. Um, oh yeah, what was it, 1910? 1910. So the, the, there's some steps to get up one side of it. They're a little bit uneven. And Jessica's obviously slightly out of action with her leg. So I tried to carry my bike up. I made it about five steps and then had to call for support. Tra <laughs> trail Forks indicates the blue trail goes down the other set of steps. But actually, if you go along the uh, railway track to the east, I believe, there's a, another entrance in, which
which is actually the green arrow that goes in, which is a less um, you know, difficult way in. And, and it was quite nice to ride on top there, I yeah. thought. I mean, it's fall, the colours are beautiful right now. It was a pleasant view for a few moments, and I noticed there was some good patches of staghorn sumac up there, if anybody's looking to collect some. Yeah, I had half a plan to come back out on that one, but we didn't. it didn't work out that way in the end. Um, so, yeah, like I said, all the trails are green or blue. The way marking for the certain routes, because it's a series of loops, uh, the way marking's good, I think we agree. Yeah, I we? thought it was pretty darn good. And I think there's maybe three or four you know, good places to park as well. There's three P's on trail forks. Uh, we visited all of them today. I'll put a link to the one that we parked at. And then there's a couple of like on street, on street, on roadside parking. It's gravel, so. Uh, but. Yeah, no poor to lose or. No poor to lose. We saw one other cyclist, some guy on a fat bike. Right. Um, yeah, no poor to lose, no real facilities. Although I think at one of the car parks there's a sort of picnic area for picnic benches and like a little undercovered shelter. There was quite a lot of benches along the, the trail too. Yeah, I noticed that, um, which was quite excellent, not that we yeah. used any. So yeah, so from a riding point of view, if you're a beginner beginner, it's not the best place to go for greens. If you've ridden a little bit, uh, it could be a good place to go, things are a bit more interesting. I guess the blue may be blue because you ride down the steps, perhaps, perhaps that was why that blue was I was kind of, yeah, because, I mean, the whole thing seemed pretty green. Pretty mellow, wasn't it? Pretty mellow, yeah. So maybe that's what makes it a blue. I don't know, but... Um, I, I would actually say it's a pretty good place for a beginner. Yeah. I see it, what you mean, beginner, beginner, but if it's not your very first ride ever, if it's your third or fourth, you could probably do it. Yeah, and if you're riding on your own, there's a lot of people around. Yeah. I mean, not a lot, but people around, and they pretty seem friendly. It Everybody is a good. Was friendly today. You said it's a good adventure ride, didn't you? Because it felt ever changing. I think. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking to like clock some kilometers and get your heart rate up, um, or you know, just do something like challenging and that you really need to focus your brain on, it may not be the place. But today was just more of an explore adventure ride for us, and I quite like that sometimes, especially when I'm looking for mushrooms and I have to say stop every five minutes and get on and off, on and off. But there was some on and off um, just with a little bit of bushwhacking and such today too. I do think if you were up in the Peterborough-Ganaraska area though, if you rode Ganaraska Peterborough town that has its own trails now um, there's the other place which is uh, I can't remember the name Northumberland? Northumberland and then this one like if you've had a couple of days of riding this could be a good one to do at the end or it could be a good one to do at the start I would agree um, or a good family ride or a good mushroom hunting ride. That it was. So, do you want to talk a little bit about that, maybe? 
Oh, sure. Um, nothing else to add on the trails or at this moment? I don't think so, I think. Oh, one thing that we will actually talk about, because this was a bit of a treat today, unexpected. I mean, it wasn't on our radar, although maybe we just should have known. Um, is it Wilmot Creek? Is that the little river creek that runs through? Yeah. Um, so, we got to see the salmon running today. We did. And I I reckon that that's why there was so many people out. Not that it was overly busy, but like we said, we saw quite a few other humans. And I bet that that is what brought a lot of people there today, was to come and take a look at all of the salmon. They're the Atlantic salmon, right? I think that's what the sign said anyway. Are I they Atlantic? Really, I believe so, yeah. All I know is that they come from the lake. Yeah. I know nothing about the Atlantic. <laughs> so I think they, they spawn in the river, they go to the lake, they eventually get to the Atlantic, they go and do whatever they do, and then they come back. I wonder what they do in the Atlantic. They just cruise about, I guess. <laughs> but there was a lot of them, wasn't there? There was a lot of them and some seriously big jobbers. Whoa. So we learned a few things about some salmon today. Um, just about some of the older ones. I didn't know that the ones that have a white stripe on the top of their back, that apparently that part is already like dying or decaying. Yeah, they've reached the end of the road. Yeah, and I mean, you could tell that they're the, the older gentlemen. Um, and ladies. Or ladies. But I didn't know that that white strip was actually like already dead or dying. And actually, we did see quite a few deceased. We today. did further up than we the river we got. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's some like perfect specimens, younger ones. Young whippersnappers. Apparently, they sometimes come up the river and then they go back again. So hopefully, they're all uh, bit of rain and they'll cruise back down with a bit of luck back into the lake. So. Yeah. So that was quite a treat to ride along and have uh, many sightings of the salmons trying to scurry their way up. Yeah, it did smell a bit fishy in a few spots. It did. Well, I guess that was the deceased. <laughs> I had hoped that we would see maybe a bear or something coming out for some snacks. Yeah, we need, I don't know. I, we need to look that up, how far south black bears come. I thought it was Barry, but it might be... check that out. Well, they're missing out on some stuff. They are. Although maybe they didn't fancy the acrid rotting salmon. Well, then go for the youngsters. <laughs> That's true. Like you said, you catch them when they're on those sandbars. Yeah. Hanging out. Hanging out. So that was, uh, that was a bit of a side adventure or sighting today that we did not, I did not expect. No, I have um, no idea. And side note, I have a very large, very irrational fear phobia of fish. So it's it's pretty thrilling for me because even though I'm not even in the water, it still kind of scares me. <laughs> They're like small sharks. Yeah, they do look a bit creepy, don't they? They are evil. When they black, when they go that dark color, when they're and they're on little snouty snouts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they got a snaggle tooth or something. Okay, enough about the salmon. So, 
down to business here and fungi. Mushroom business. Yes. We were quite successful today and came back with a backpack full of, of like several different kinds of mushrooms actually. Um, so we collected quite a few elm oysters today. I will give it a go to say the Latin name. Um, there's the first word starts with an H. I'm not even going to attempt it, but this variety is H. Almerius. Anyways, so elm oysters, um, yes, generally grow on elm trees or box elders. Uh, and generally they grow out of like a wound on the tree. So this is a, this is a mushroom you want to look up for, uh, not down. And in fact, we were we were looking on one tree that we collected two from and then started to look up and around a little bit further and then suddenly we had like half a dozen. Um, and Jamie had some pretty sweet moves as to how to get some of the ones that were way high up in the tree. That'll be on our uh, YouTube channel. Oh yeah, I took a video. Yeah. How to get high up elm oysters. I uh, a bit of personal experience of collecting elm oysters. It is worth walking around the tree. Because yeah. I've definitely picked them one side and then found them on the other as well. So definitely, and there I've could probably be... missed a few over the uh, over the months by not looking all the way around. So elm oysters are they're usually white, maybe a light tan could be. They have a pretty robust stem, um, but for an oyster mushroom, yep, they have a proper stem on them. Gills, of course, and they could be. Um, a single could be growing out of the wound or it could be a cluster as well and I believe the elm oyster is always going to have a white spore print. So we collected quite a few of those today which I'm looking forward to, uh, to eating that is. And um, another mushroom that we found and collected some of today is the common ink cap which is uh, the Latin word being coprinopsis. No idea if I'm saying that properly, uh, but that's my attempt. And um, so these little fellers were growing from the ground in, in and amongst like leaf litter. Um, and generally we find these on along the side of a path or a trail, like not usually into the bush, um, usually just alongside the trail. Um, they could be single or, you know, usually in a cluster or at least a couple of them. Um, so as these little beauties age, their gills turn black and they actually liquefy, hence them being called inky caps. Um, something of note to mention on this mushroom is do not consume with alcohol. It has been known to cause a poisoning if you combine these mushrooms with alcohol. So, you have been warned. Um, we did find 
and collect a little bit of the resinous polypores today. Um, I think I'll maybe talk a little bit more about that another time, not today. Um, and we did see quite a few more bluets, or at least what we reckon to be bluets, although we're still a little... Yeah, we need to do a bit more work on the old bluets. I something think is neither just... Neither of us are quite 100%, so... Something is just not adding up. No. It's like 99%, but there's a 1% that is not for, sh not for truth. So, um, to be continued on that investigation. <laughs> Not today, though. Um, and hopefully, then... Hopefully that'll stop, too. <laughs> I won't have to worry about it till next year. That's true. But it's bothering me. Why can we not figure it out? Um, Any hoot. Uh, then, on our way out of the woods, we did come across a nice little jackpot of honey mushrooms. But it's a really nice patch of, um, of really, like, robust, super fat, thick-stemmed ones. But they weren't, um, they didn't have large, unfurled, and old caps. They, they still seemed to be, like, quite young and tightly closed caps, but were, like, good in size. So, I'm looking forward to playing with some of those. Um... This, we found these in like a combination of forest, which was like hemlock, conifer, birch. Um, we found some in, in and on living tree bases, some on sort of dead and dying tree bases, some off of stumps, and some right out of the ground. So keep your eyes peeled for the honey mushroom at this time because, you know, they can be quite abundant. I mean, in like one little patch, you can collect quite a lot. Good bang for your buck, I'd say. Yeah, and I think you've got more enthusiastic about them, haven't you? So, after you uh, learned a little more and preserved a few, you know. With great success. Yeah. De delicious success, might I say. Yeah, so they're a good one to, you know, identify and have a crack at, I think. Yeah, and I think I did already talk a little bit about the honey mushroom, so I might just leave it at that for today. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it one stab to try and pronounce the Latin name of, for the honey mushroom. Yeah. Uh, armillaria. Like malaria. With arm in front of it. Armillaria. Armillaria. There you go. <laughs> so, that was that on the mushroom front today. Uh, like I said, we've got a, a couple of bags full, so probably, you know, if you, if we want enough, more than enough mushrooms for the week. Yeah, for sure. Um, there was some good apples as well you spotted. Yes, there was a really nice apple tree that still had some really nice um, large-sized apples higher up, and again, Jamie did some sweet moves with some long branches dead and dead sticks, and yeah, we sat and enjoyed one looking at the salmon and then just took a couple for the road and um, I also did spot some autumn olive berries out there today but I had just collected a good little basket last weekend so I left those for someone else today and uh, I think we did quite well on the weather again today it drizzled a bit this morning but we've had 
So there's nothing else to say apart 